So uh, I, I got here a, a, a cartoon that plays in Saudi Arabia, and uh, it's it's uh, a, a, a a cartoon about how Jews were turned into apes. I I I I, I had not heard su- such a thing. This is something about you know Jews and they defied Allah and so they would. They, 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 they got, they got, they got turned into, into apes. I almost fell into Norm Macdonald right there. I, I don't know how you don't. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's standard operating procedure. I'm watching this video as I'm talking to you. Like, okay. The punishment of the sinners for, I don't know what they were sinning, uh, is that they, they, they were turned into apes. So this is what they're teaching the kids in Saudi Arabia. Can we remember not our friends? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad. But they've got a point of view that simply isn't going to work out for the rest of, you know, us. Not going to work out for the rest of us at all. Just another day. Just another day in bigotry that seems to be totally fine by way too many people. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. An absolute pleasure. Speaking of bigotry, they have decided to cancel Halloween in some Seattle schools. Jason Rance with the story that uh, they have canceled Halloween at the Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary School. They've got a pumpkin parade and students wear costumes if they choose. But the administration changed its focus to, and I'm quoting here, Foundational beliefs around equity for our students and families. I don't know what that means. Well, what it means is that um, that uh, it's become exclusive. I uh, meaning it excludes black kids because they don't celebrate Halloween. I I is is that true? Black kids don't celebrate Halloween. Black males do not celebrate. More generally, students of color feel marginalized by the holiday. And one parent uh, says it's an exercise in affluent white vanity that is wokeism. So that's not being in favor of it. That's being opposed to it. But black kids don't, don't like Halloween. That's the first I'm hearing of it. And if they don't, well, then don't celebrate it. I don't celebrate Christmas. I, I, was, in, I was in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade, and my mother's listening. Uh, she knows the story because she lived the story. And Mrs. Murphy called my parents to say that I was ruining Christmas for the other kids. I was not ruining Christmas for the other kids. I simply didn't want to have to draw everything or Christmas. Couldn't I also do something else? That was my question. Didn't stop them from doing it. I didn't say because I'm not Christian, you couldn't do it. Never, never dawned on us. Certainly when I've dawned on me as a fifth grader. And by the way, I was a fifth grader. What did I know? And so Mrs. Murphy calls my mother. My mother's like, are you out of your mind? Is he doing the assignment? Yes, then what's wrong with you? Throw a menorah his way or, or don't. What are you crazy? Eh, she died the next year. Not my mother, Mrs. Murphy. Jesus, how is that relevant to the story? I, it, 
It's there. There. So this is a true story. The twice in our lives, uh, my, my older brother and I, the twice in our lives that we needed our parents to speak to a teacher, like because there was a problem. The next year, the teacher died. Yeah, remember, remember. T- I'm never gonna call your parents with a problem about you because I'm gonna end up dead. I'm just saying that that's the way it worked out, huh? <laughs> the cops never put it together, huh? Yeah, well, maybe they will now. I mean, was, I mean, that's just it, pe- people pass away. It happens, but that it happened twice was we are always like, whoa, that's that's a little heavy. That's a little heavy indeed. Why? Because some kids don't like Halloween. You can't have Halloween. It's it's fine. My kids are crazy about Halloween, personally. Does it matter where, where the holiday comes from? It, it, it's an excuse to get candy. Well, Tony, it's, it's, it's pagan, isn't it? Isn't Halloween um, pagan? I mean, technically, but like not really anymore. If you don't want your kids celebrating Halloween, well, then my gosh, don't. Uh, wait, or did it, it no, I, I, according to history.com, it originated as a Celtic festival. So so someone's going to have to help me out here. But don't have your kids participate. That's completely fine. Keep the lights off and don't give out candy. Also totally fine. Me, I'm handing out candy. I'm throwing it at children. It's fantastic. Love it. Kids love it. We have a great time with it. That's all there is. Why would you cancel for other kids? This is going too far. It's going too far by saying that somehow Halloween, and this is how they say it, creates a situation where some students must be excluded for their beliefs, financial status, or life experience. Costume parties often become an uncomfortable event for many children, and they distract students and staff from learning. Large events create changes in schedules with loud noise levels and crowds. Some students experience overstimulation, while others must deal with complex feelings of exclusion. It's uncomfortable and upsetting for kids. Learning that you can be excluded is a good life lesson. You chose not to participate. That's the way it goes. You made a decision. Learn to live up to it. Learn to own it. Creating changes in schedules with loud noise levels and crowds? What happens when kids participate in a walkout for some kind of Earth Day nonsense? Some kind of leftist race-baiting nonsense? That affects my kid. No one in that school gives a good holy damn whether my kid is affected. This is important. Remember, if you gather together uh, for for Christmas last year, it was a super spreader event. But if 50,000 people riot and demand justice for Lord only knows what, well, then it was an important thing to do for society. And no, not a super spreader event. Your problem, administrators, is that you won't look at black students and black parents and say, well, then don't participate. Because you are the bigots. Don't participate. Sit there. Kids are going to wear costumes. Now, if, if you don't want to have giant Halloween parties because you want to focus on, on school, that's fine by me, actually. Hey, guys, keep the costumes at home. We, 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 you do the costumes afterwards, not in school. It's fine by me.
we got no work the days we wore our costumes to school for Halloween as kids. No work done. I don't mind, but I wouldn't mind that if at school they say, guys, that's for home, this is for school, know you're excited, let's focus a little, then you can have your fun. Yeah, sure. Totally fine. No issues. But they become an uncomfortable event for many children? So what? Do you care about the children who desperately want to play football but don't have the physical skill? Do you care about the children who would love to be in the school play but don't have the physical abilities? They don't have the right look. They don't have the comfort. Do you, do you no longer have football games or school plays? Do, do you not have this anymore? Do you, what do you do for the student who has a stutter but would love to be on the debate team but doesn't go out for the debate team or doesn't make the debate team because they cannot bring the conversation in a way that the debate team thinks is necessary? What are you doing? And this is part of the problem of education. This is part of the nonsense that continues to inundate us. It has made its way to Chicago. The story goes... According to the Wall Street Journal, this via the postmillennial.com, that the Art Institute of Chicago has fired its docents, right? Those are the people who do the, who do the tours. And a trained volunteer museum guides and greeters, which is also a docent. Why? Because they were mostly older white women of above average financial means. I, I cannot cannot make this up. The Wall Street Journal said that Veronica Stein, the exe- an executive director of learning and engagement at the museum, sent an email to 100 docents, firing all of them, in gratitude for their long unpaid service, averaging 15 years each. The Art Institute offered the involuntarily retired guides a two-year free pass to the museum. Involuntarily retired guides. You got fired. And they got fired for being white. Stein said that the museum needs to move, quote, in a way that allows community members of all income levels to participate, responds to issues of class and income equity, and does not require financial flexibility. So the idea that the uh, uh, docents were predominantly white and above average financial means was an issue. You fired people because they're white. Why the hell would I go to your museum again? And so we're clear, I love the museum. The Art Institute of Chicago, I love it. I have seen, I saw the, the, the Warhol exhibit there. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm done. We've seen this kind of bigotry close to home at Newfields, the Indianapolis Museum of Art. They fired the the, the executive. And I, I, I only said if he wasn't doing his job, okay. But they're the ones who ran the ad that they were looking for people to attract a new audience while holding on to their white core audience. And people are like, how dare you? I, I thought it was actually an honest dad. But I had heard other things about uh, this guy. I was like, okay. Just seems like a silly reason to fire somebody. They said they want to grow the museum.
people talk about, well, we need more free days for the museum. I, I agree. Go reach kids who don't normally get to the museum. Go get them. Go send them a bus. Bring them over. Show them the things. See the art. Live the world. But now the museum is starting to get woker and woker. I've been a member of the museum, just a standard member, ever since I moved to Indianapolis. We don't think we're re-upping because they're moving down a woke road that makes it completely unfun. I don't want to support wokeness. I don't want to support the outrage mob. I want to support art, even if I don't like it, even if I disagree with it. The value of art is so incredibly important. These people are donating their time because they happen to have a couple of bucks in the bank. So what? They want to be a part of it. They want to share it. They want people to be exposed to this greatness. But the museum decides you're not woke enough. You're the, you're the wrong skin color to make people feel welcome. No, those going to the museum have the wrong mindset to be welcomed. That's the issue. And the, the Art Institute of Chicago, bunch of cowards who won't say that. They'd rather be seen as woke. I don't know who they're going to get to replace. Maybe they've got the money they're going to pay people. Who Maybe they've got the knowledge of the art, maybe they don't. But they just told you there's too many of this. As opposed to saying we need to welcome everybody. So while Salvador Dali hangs with visions of eternity at the Art Institute, I won't be seeing it. It's a shame. When we go to visit Chicago which we do, and we eat our way through Chicago, which is awesome as a family. It's spectacular. It's a stop. And now it won't be. I can't support that bigotry. As for Newfields, they still have time to, uh, to prove that they are not interested in all bigotry all the time. I shouldn't say bigotry. That's the wrong word. They still have the time to show that they're just not about the wokeness and they're actually about the art. And I hope they do that. Art is good. More people should be engaged. I'm Tony Katz.